Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here Monday through Friday with your stories, your questions, your emails, and I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. That's how it goes. You listen to the show. You get your highs. You pack your highs up in your bag. And you go and you spread them out to all your friends and family. Your brother, your sister, your mama, your papa, anyone with ears. And you let them know that your buddy, Papa JT, the wizard of ha, the board lord, the king of Conalingus, the climax czar, is delivering on the daily. That's all you got to do. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. You know you want to. Tell a friend. Do it. Do it now. And also, I'm putting up these videos so that you guys can tag a bitch. I'm make, I'm doing you the favor. I'm making it easy. I'm bringing the funny down hilarious mountain. I'm bringing it halfway to your Instagram page and being like, hey, just all you got to do is go at one letter. At M and then it fills in Michael. At J fills in Jennifer. You get what I'm saying? I'm bringing down... The ark, the, the, the tablets of funny. Call me Moses. I'm very excited. We got some emails. I'm going to do a coronavirus rant of the day. Quick hit questions. Uh, let's get right into it. You can send in anything you like. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Traveling to casual partner to get laid during quarantine. Ooh, spicy. Jared, feather, feather, and thanks for the laughs during quarantine. I'll get right to it. I live in NYC and have been casually seeing this guy since December. Since mid-March, we both left the city to quarantine in our home states. I'm in South Carolina and he's in Florida. We've kept in touch and talk on the phone every week. This Saturday, my family and I are driving to Florida to stay with my aunt at her beach house for a week, which is about a four-hour drive from him. I mentioned my visit to Florida on the phone with him, hoping he'd bring up meeting halfway for a day, but he didn't. I'm wondering if I should ask the next time we talk or if that would be, quote unquote, too much. I don't want to scare him off or be overbearing, and I also don't even know what uh, what there would be for us to do if we met halfway. <coughs> he, he, how, would, how we could hook up or how I'd explain to my family where I'm going. Yeah, that's a tough one. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Yeah, I'm going to go get fucked for a couple hours. Yeah, it's a longer trip to get there than it is the amount of fucking we'll be doing. But yeah, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back in 10 hours after I'm done with my fuck buddy who I see casually. And I, you know, think there might be something going forward. But for now, we're just fucking. Is that cool with you, dad? Bye. Bye, ta-ta. Bye, Papa. I'll be home soon. Let's watch movies tonight at the beach house. 
It's been two months and I really just want to get laid. Should I assume he's not into meeting up since he didn't bring it up when I first mentioned going to Florida? If I decide to bring it up, how should I ask him? Any advice is appreciated. I, I think this email is fantastic because it's very much in the vein of this show and a lot of the emails we get, but it's a great um, kind of a, a situation that we don't think about enough and it's a great example of two people with two different versions of casual. Because, listen, I don't. I, a lot of times I end up blaming the emailer, but that's who's asking the questions. I'm not blaming them. I'm speaking to them. So she writes something very specific. She says it's been two months and they're my traveling to casual partner to get laid. This is his symbol of he is, his version of casual is different than yours. Your version of casual involves driving four hours to go hang out. If, if, if I was casually hooking up with someone, I am not going out of my, I'm, the, the, the definition of casual to me, and it might be different to you, emailer, is I am not taking eight hours out of my day to go be casual fuck buddies with somebody. Casual to me means I do this at my convenience. That's why we're not in a relationship. So I am not in the business of disappointing someone I have responsibilities for. She writes something very specific. I'm wondering if I should ask next time. You should definitely ask, but just don't be offended. I think being casual means not being personally offended by the answers that come back. Because I know what's going on here. You, you write, it, it, I've been in this situation where you're casually hooking up with someone and they're like, well, why wouldn't, you, you, you don't want to travel four hours in, a st in, in Florida to come meet me after I made up an excuse to get away from my parents? Don't you want to get laid? And it's like, no. I don't want to drive two hours to get late in a parking lot when I'm 28 years old. She writes, it's been two months and I really just want to get laid. But that's the thing. You say, I really just want to get laid. But then you're like, well, I don't want to drive him away or be overbearing. So that means you care a little bit more than just getting late. You're going to have to hear a no. So, but it's okay to hear no. That's the whole point of casual. Hey. I'm going to be down like four hours away. I looked on the map. There's a motel two hours in between and we can fuck and then we can leave and I'll never speak and I'll see you next time when you're in New York. But that's not what it's going to be. You're going to want to find a town with a whole day planned and a, and a dinner and a lunch and, a, and another beach. It's not going to feel great to get laid in this scenario. So I would say this isn't going to happen, but you shouldn't be afraid of asking for it to happen because you said you two are casual. But this is him saying what casual is to him. And I would, you know, take, it's, it's not, take that for what it is. Take that and either move on because you want a different version of casual or take that and understand that the next time you make time for him that he might not do the same for you. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Is it my fault or his for the breakup? That's the title. I'm going to go with it's nobody's fault. There's no fault for breaking up. Jared, I listen to all your episodes. Back to the Snapchat pick request days. Oh, cool. You got me into podcasts. Feathering your nuts big time. I'm 25 and my ex is 31. He and I started off too strong, which was atypical for us both. 
but he got overwhelmed and flaked after a trip together right before the holidays. He came back to me in March and got very emotional, abnormal for him, and basically said I'm the one, and he got overwhelmed because he had never liked someone so much, blah, blah, and wanted to do whatever he could to make it work. Then that week, he wasn't texting much, and I know he is, in, he is anti-over-texting and even, um, with even friends and not really taking initiative with planning, which scared me because of how he barely answered over the holidays pre-breakup. When I realized he was looking to go skiing in March when I was about to leave for D.C. in three weeks so we'd be long distance until summer in NYC and he had said when getting back together that he wanted to spend as much time together as possible, I got so... That sentence, I got... What the fuck is going on here? Read it once! <laughs> Just She's saying that they got back together then she finds out he's planning a ski trip but that would mean... The ski trip, I'm assuming, would mean... They wouldn't be together until the summer when they're both in New York City. That's what I'm taking this as. If it's different, then I, I can't. I'm just taking what it's what's written. I got so overwhelmed that I went to him sobbing and starting with, I can't do this, which freaked him out so much that he looked at me and said, sadly, um, looked at me sadly and was like, we can't be together then. I'm going, I'm just going to hurt you. I didn't even realize I was doing anything wrong. And when I said, uh... I'm just uh, and when I and when I said I'm just asking for a couple more texts so I don't feel like a, I'm pestering him. He replied, I'm a bit older and have gotten to know myself and I know I can't change. He genuinely seemed upset and helpless. And I feel like if I had pr pr processed my feelings before and went to him to talk it through and actually explain that I was scared because I wasn't getting the affirmation I needed after our last breakup rather than attacking him and full blown crying, he would have responded positively. Is there a chance for us? We thought we would be long distance when I went to grad school next year, but with COVID, we'll both be in NYC area, but I'm wondering if that why he isn't reaching out, if that's why he isn't reaching out. Usually I'm nervous about getting serious with someone, but with him, I never felt that way and saw a future for us. Uh, so I think, okay, who's at fault for the breakup, him or me? Nobody is at fault. What I'm going to say to you will sound bad and I, cause you cared about this guy and I'm sure he cares about you, but he took the out when he had it. When he saw you came to him and you were like, I can't do this. He's like, Oh great. Finally, you said it. Okay. I'm out of here. And you heard the car in the background, like you were running away. So this happens a lot. People don't want to end relationship. They want to be broken up with that. That's a sad reality. The dumped gets all the fruit. Whoever gets dumped gets the friends who feel bad for them, the parents that go, oh, my God, come here, give me a hug. The dumper gets nothing. The dumper gets, oh, okay, well, good luck. I guess this is what you wanted. You made your bed. The dumpy gets all the care and affection and the pity. So in this situation, um, he's planning a ski trip because he doesn't give a shit about spending time together before you guys are long distance or whatever. And you call him out. You go, and, and I think what I would say, my best advice here is your perspective is way off. You're not off about feeling upset, but you say he and I started too strong, which was atypical for both. Stop telling this fucking romance novel that you want to believe. You started off how you started off. Nobody plans out how they start off. Nobody plans out how a relationship goes. If that was the case, we'd all know how to do it. This podcast wouldn't exist. 
Uh, you wrote something. Then that week, he wasn't texting much, and I know he was over-texting, uh, and not really taking initiative with planning, which, okay, when I realized he was looking to go skiing, I was about to leave. And then you write, uh, when getting back together, that he wanted to spend as much time together. I got so overwhelmed that I went to him sobbing and started with, I can't do this, which freaked him out. So, no, no, no. You didn't freak him out. You were honest about your feelings, and you said, I want this level of a relationship. He looked at that level and he goes, mm, that's pretty, that's a little too high for me. And he said, nah, I'm going to walk away from the negotiation table. You need two, in a relationship, you need two people to negotiate. You can't negotiate against yourself. And you always have to be willing to walk away. You brought him a scenario. You thought you knew how he was going to react. So you came with this whole scare tactic of like, oh my God, I, I've had it. I don't want this anymore. And your hope was that he'd go, no, stop, please, I need you. And what he did was he goes, eh, okay, here's my chance. Here's my chance to get out of this without being the one who dumped her. He, he looked at it, he goes, eh, you know, she's great, but we're going to be doing this long distance thing and then with COVID and you know, she's saying, I can't do this, so who am I to convince her? And then the most blaring thing is he says, I'm a bit older and have gotten to know myself, and I know I can't change. That is him saying, I know what I want to do in a relationship. And I know that you, he's basically, when he says we can't be together, then I'm just going to hurt you. No, no, no. That's, I'm going to continue hurting you. Not oh my God, I didn't know I hurt you just now. I am going to keep acting this way because you want this level and I'm willing to give this level. And today is the day where I am stopping this negotiation because our two sides, I'm not even willing to go to this. And I know if you come down to where I'm at, you're just going to resent me for the rest of this relationship until, we actually, until I have to break up with you and then I'm the bad guy. This is a whole way of him saving face and being the good guy for the long run. It's, it's, I, I understand. I, I think this is over. I understand why it hurts. And you saw that this was great. And, and the reason it started so quick is because you said you saw a future and you never felt this way. Take the things you enjoyed about it. Take the things you didn't enjoy about it. Stick to the standard you have. You'll find someone who will match it. This is not that guy. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Should I text him after the quarantine or see if he does? I started talking to someone before the quarantine that I met on an app. I could tell by how genuine he was and how nice he was to me that he was looking for a girlfriend. There's your first mistake. You don't know anything about these people just from an app. You don't know anything. I started talking to someone before the quarantine that I met on an app. I could tell how genuine he was. What? How many dates? Did you? Did he? You don't know how genuine he was. And even if he was genuine and he is looking for a girlfriend, you don't know if you're that girl. So just being with someone because they're looking for a girlfriend is a bad reason to be with someone. Oh, they're looking for a girlfriend. Good. Then, then, I'll, then I'll take them seriously. What? What if you don't like them? What if they're looking for a girlfriend and you're bored as fuck? Well, he was looking. I, I guess I wanted to tell him that I wanted to take things slow, but I was afraid it would turn into a conversation of sounding like he was a rebound. And he wasn't. But I didn't know what was going to happen. And I didn't want to hurt his feelings. I was truly on the apps looking to find someone. And I guess I didn't think I would find someone worthy of dating so soon. I just have someone else in the back of my mind that I need closure on before jumping into something serious with someone else. I just wanted to hang out with the other guy once more. Uh, nah. See, 
this is a problem when you say I'm looking for a relationship and you don't care who it is. You find someone who else is looking for a relationship. You go, oh, no, 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 wait right here. Let me just go talk to my old boyfriend who doesn't want a relationship at all and make sure that's all closed up before I come to you. That's not how life works. You're not going to be able to plan this whole thing. It's just not going to work that way. And I understand the need to do it because it feels better and it feel. And also, it's so you don't get, you, you, don't, you think there's less a chance of getting hurt. Well, you got to play in traffic if you want to get hit. It's going to hurt. It's going to have letdowns. It's going to have crying. It's gonna, all of these things are going to happen. You can't avoid them. And the more you try to avoid them, the more you're going to meet someone that's just met and not for you. The less you're communicating because you're just like, well, I just don't want to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. Accept it now. Someone's going to let you down. You're going to let someone down. You're going to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes. You're going to get really far ahead of yourself. And find someone that you're like, this is it. They're going to go, uh, you know, it's going to happen. And the more you accept that that's going to happen, the better off you'll be. The better off you'll be going out and just being like, well, this is me. This is my party. You can either come to it or not. It will suck if you don't come to my party. But that's the life. That's how it works. After date five, we were still texting, but they were getting more distant. When I asked him if everything was okay, he replied, sorry, I've been absent lately dealing with some personal things. You're an amazing girl and I've had a lot of fun talking with you, but I don't think I can develop romantic connection with we're both looking for, especially during quarantine. I'm really sorry. I hope you understand. Unhappy face. I replied, I do totally understand. And I appreciate your honesty. You're one of the most genuine, nicest guys I've ever met. I laugh because you don't know that. <laughs> and I truly do have fun with you. Yeah, that is. I have fun with you. That's all you know. But I've been working through some things myself, so I feel like the romantic connection wasn't there. Hope everything is going okay. I'm always here uh, if you need someone to talk to. Happy face. He said, thank you so much. You have no idea how much that means to me. It's going to be okay, but it will. But hoping it will get better when I see my family after the quarantine. Thank you for understanding, and I'm always here for you, too, if you need a friend. My question is, do you think I will hear from him again after quarantine? I was thinking I could send a casual Snapchat in a few months when things turn to nor more normal to test the water. I feel like we didn't really have a fair shot at dating and maybe it was meant to be considering it wasn't meant it was me and maybe it was meant to be considering my situation. No. I'm telling you this when a guy ends it. Believe that guy when he definitively cuts it off as like, hey, this it this happens and this has happened for me when I knew that the other person wasn't going to be down for my version of what I wanted out of that relationship with them. When I knew that that person was like getting ahead of where I was or looking for more or they were like and, and you're not and you'll say, well, how'd you know? They're planning things. Oh, we should do this one day. We should do that. Oh, I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to sleep with you because I think this is going to be because I. I feel like I'm liking you. If I hear that, I'm like, okay, well, you're in a different place than me. I. If I sleep with you, it doesn't ma mean like that to me. So when he says, he sends a text being like, I've been absent. You're amazing. I don't think I can develop romantic connection. Goodbye. That's it. That's him cutting you off from casual and serious and everything else. There's, and it's him getting ahead of where he thinks this could go. He can see the future. He's going, oh, we're going to get serious, and I've been this genuine guy when really I'm talking to a thousand other girls. She thinks I'm the most genuine. You even let him know how you feel. 
You said, I have no idea how much, uh, you know, I appreciate your honesty and you're one of the most genuine and nicest guys I've ever met. Like, if that were me, I'd be like, oh, fuck. She thinks I'm genuine when I'm actually talking to six girls on the dating app. Like, he's as genuine as anyone else. He's as genuine as I am or as you are. So he's as genuine as you are. You're the one that wrote in that you have another guy that you're trying to close things off with before dating him. So if you're talking to someone else, he's talking to someone else. And if he's getting this praise as the most genuine, nicest guy you've ever met, he's like, fuck, I can't, I can't level up to that. I got to bail. She's going to want something serious out of me. I can tell. So he cut it off. And you go, well, no, 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 I didn't say that. I just, oh, fuck, I just want to be casual. No, 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 Not the same. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. An outbreak of awkward. Long-time listener, first time writing in. What is the best way to tell someone you're talking to that you have herpes and at what point? I was about to tell my Zoom date tonight, but before I got... <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but like, when... A... When on the Zoom date do you bring that up? Hey, uh, hey, uh, yeah, I'm, I, did you, okay, let's start, let's start the office on three, one, two, hold on, I have herpes, like, what? Uh, oh, hey, how's your day been, how's the pandemic, you're cutting out, did you say, you know, did you say you have an STD, no, that was me, I have an STD. But before I got there, he starts talking about a bad date he had where the girl told him she has herpes. Oh, God. I get that no one, uh, not everyone is going to be on board, obviously, but the judgment was uh, palpable. What would you do if you were single and a girl that you were interested in told you that she had herpes? Um, and she writes, one in five. I know. I know the statistics. Um, I've been in that situation. I've been with girls, and I've been literally in bed with them, and they've been like, Hey, I just want to let you know, um, I have herpes. And I think what's, what happens with herpes, and this is from the other, I don't have it, so I'm not, I'm speaking from the other side. I, I, what I like from the other side, I, I understand that like when I heard it, I was like, I just want not, I want them to know, I know that herpes people know way more about the disease than I ever have because it's in their best interest to know and be knowledgeable. It's their issue and their, their, their uh, thing. So they have researched it. And that's what makes me on the other side feel most comfortable. The more they know, the more I feel comfortable in the bed with them, in the situation with them. So one is to be knowledgeable as possible so that you, and, and be empathetic to the other side that someone without it isn't as knowledgeable as you. Listen, I'm sitting there fingering the belly button because I can't find the vagina. Like, that's me. Like, I don't even know. Like, I, if you put me through a, uh, a sex ed class, I, would f I, I don't know how well I would do. I know I would look stupid. So anyone you're with, if they don't have herpes, they know less than you. So have empathy for that. It is genuinely uh, a fuck up for this guy. I was about to tell my Zoom date, but before I got there, he starts talking about a bad date he had where the girl told him she has herpes. I, 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 that's just a bad coincidence. I'm sure he would take that back knowing that you have herpes. <clears throat> I think the, the way I would want to know, I would want to know as it begins to get sexual. Not sex, but like, and that's the way I was revealed and that was totally fine. 
And I said, you know, listen, I'm going to have to take a minute. I, I, I have to get, you know, I want to make sure we're safe. I want to make sure you are on board with everything. So I, I, yeah, I have to go. I have to go in the other room. I have to Google some things. I have to figure out where the vagina is. I'm just saying, I don't think it's your, like, guys have, have done this thing with blue balls where women are way too nice to us. Guys complained about blue balls in middle school. They were like, oh, my balls are killing me. I thought I was hooking up, and now my balls fucking hurt. And it's like, and I know I'll get DMs being like, no, blue balls is a real problem. No, shut the fuck up. But. I, th I have this theory that from blue balls, women became so nice about this whole like disappointing us when we think we're going to hook up. So I think it's okay for you to be making out on a street court. Obviously, uh, if you have a breakout or I don't know, again, this is where I sound stupid, but I'm saying if it's genital herpes and you guys are making out on a street court and then you say, hey, before we get any further, I just want to let you know um, that I have herpes and here's my last breakout and here's how I go through with these things and here's how a hookup works for me. I just want to make sure that you have all the knowledge that you have before you make any decisions, but to be perfectly honest with, and then you can, yo, then you go into, this is, this is how I deal with it. This is where I'm at with it. And, and I'm usually one for, I'm as comfortable as the person is explaining it to me. It's like when you go to the doctor, you know, if your doctor was like telling you you had uh, whatever, I don't know. The doctor says you have something and he's like, I don't know what to do. You'd be like, oh my God, I'm even more freaked out. But when you go to the doctor and they're like, okay, you're going to take medicine three times a week and this is how we do it. And when you go down on a girl, you use a dental dam. Like Then you'd be like, okay, cool. So again, everyone has a thing. Everyone has a baggage. Everyone has a thing to reveal to someone they're dating. You just have to own it and be cool with it and be cool that it's not his thing and that he might be a little bit unsure and uneducated. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do the coronavirus rant of the day. Before we get into it, uh, the J Train Podcast is sponsored, people. I love who we're sponsored. We're sponsored, people. And... We have some great sponsors this week, and I, I love mentioning the sponsors because uh, what I do is I they sponsor the Tuesday and Friday episodes, and then I read you the ads throughout the week so that you can maybe support them if they can support you. That's the whole thing with the ads. Every one of these people gives you a deal. If you can use that deal, I ask you to use my code so you can help me. See, circle of feathers. Roman, get treated for ED, hair loss, and more right from your home. Free online visit and free shipping. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. Magic Spoon, making cereal fun again with zero sugars and 12 grams of protein. Get free shipping and add 100% happiness guaranteed. MagicSpoon.com slash JTrain. Brooklinen, internet's favorite sheets are now on sale for Memorial Day. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping. Code JTRAIN at brooklinen.com. MeUndies, the softest underpants, bras, and loungewear. Get your own pair at 1515. 15% off and free shipping at MeUndies.com slash JTRAIN. Feels, F-E-A-L-S, Feels CBD. Get 50, 50 50% off your first order and free shipping at Feels.com slash JTRAIN. That's F-E-A-L-S.com slash JTRAIN. All of those codes are in the description of the episode today. Let's do... The coronavirus ran of the day. Hit the music, Shelby. 
Today's coronavirus rant of the day is a is a listener submitted rant. Okay. Hey Jared, feather feather, huge fan. Hope your live scream. I hope you live scream the Bachelor recap show ABC is doing in lieu of Bachelor in Parada- Paradise this summer. I don't know if I'm going to do that, but let's go on. On to the rant. Engage couples putting out press releases about wedding updates, acting like they are celebrities. I've seen so many of them recently. It's like, we get it. You think you're important. No one cares about wedding updates from you. I've seen so many that look like it's got, uh, this that it's gotten so out of hand. No one is anxiously running to your wedding website searching for updates. This is all just for you. Thought I would send it in and see if anyone else is annoyed about it as I am. Thanks so much for the highs. Looking forward to you up this Friday or this Thursday. You up live this Thursday. So <laughs> she sent an example, and I can't agree more with her. Here's so here's the example. It, it is, and we're gonna flash it on the on the on the screen. We know what you're wondering right away. No, you don't. No, you don't. The minute you write, we know what you're wondering, and it's about and you're writing about your wedding. You're fucking wrong. Nobody's wondering about your wedding. Nobody except you, your mom, your mother-in-law. That's it. Not the father-in-law, not the father, not the brother, not the sister. No one else is thinking about you. No, you didn't have it. So we know what you're wondering. Yes, we are still getting married on September 12th. However, we anticipate that there will, there will need to be some changes and compromises from our intended plans. Please sit tight and know that we will provide updates as they become available to us. Please pray that we will be able to safely celebrate with as many as you as possible. This is such a miscalculation of what people give a shit about on the internet. This was posted on their Instagram. We're going to post it. It's, it's going to be on this video. But like, this is, I can't agree with her more. Nobody's sitting at home during a quarantine and a global pandemic being like, is Rachel going to be getting married? I don't know. And I do understand in their world, they do think people are thinking this because it's like when you're on Instagram and someone goes, people have been asking. Three people asked. So for them, people do ask them because you know what? They're a boring fucking couple and there's nothing else to talk to them about. There's literally nothing. And this is this has filled the gaps that weather and um, uh, what you're going to do for the summer used to fill. So whenever someone talks to them, they go, so what are your plans with the wedding? Because they have nothing else to say to these people. Your wedding is as easy to talk about as the weather because they know it's on your mind and it gets you through the day. So no, nobody's wondering about your wedding. Nobody cares if you cancel or push it back. No one's thinking about you. All we're wondering is if you're going to be mad at us for canceling. So this shouldn't go on social media. The, and the idea that anyone is sitting there going, well, if they don't get married, well, if they push it back, there must be something wrong with the marriage. No, no, no. No one thought that. No one sees that you're postponing a wedding because of a global pandemic and goes, that couple must be having problems. No. We're thinking there's a global pandemic. And, 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 and all you should do if you're getting married is you message everyone who you invited and you say, Hey, wedding's still on, but we totally understand if your plans have changed. And if you don't come, we are totally fine about it. They should only be letting people off the hook. These people don't want to let you off the hook. They think you are praying to God that their wedding happens safely. 
That is not where my prayers are going. Shut the fuck up, Grandma! I don't care if you're sick. I gotta pray for Rachel's wedding to happen on a nice weather day. What? Yeah, we're praying. I go to church every Sunday. I go to temple on Saturday, and I go, Oh, please, Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu, make Rachel's wedding happen. Please. Amen. You're out of your minds. All of your weddings, no one gives a shit about. We're not going to fucking contract disease for your wedding. All you have to do is let us know that you're cool with us missing it. That's today's coronavirus rant of the day. You can send in your coronavirus rant to jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do uh, some quick hit questions. I love when we do some quick hit questions. These are straight from the inbox. Um, let's do it right now. I'm going to ask him. Quick hit. Hit the music, Shelby. If my new boyfriend is Facebook stalking his most recent hookup, does this mean he's still into her? No, it means he's fantasizing about her. Uh, do, do guys ever grow out of telling their friends or roommate about a hookup or what went down, how they feel about her? Guys stop telling their friends when they're serious about the girl. The minute they're serious about the girl um, is the minute that you don't hear about it from the friends. That's the minute it becomes like their mom or sister. Should it bother me if he seems to like girls who are a lot smaller than me weight and height-wise? No. Guys want all over the map. It's not, you know, if it, if it, it doesn't matter. We, we go into Baskin and Robbins and we're like, let me try all the flavors. Should I text my ex happy birthday? We broke up in December and he texted me happy birthday. My birthday was in March. No. End it. It's over. You broke up. He sent the birthday text because he thought he had to and there was real no win. It's up to you right now to leave this thing. It's, it's, it's now May. You broke up in December. This birthday is still on your mind. It's time to walk away. I am dyslexic and stayed it in my profile. Do you think it's, this is good or bad? I, I think it's fine. I think that's what you wanted. You know, if that's what you... If that is a big part of your life, which it is, why not state it? But I also think, like, you can get to that. But the problem with dyslexia is that your spelling on the app might be off, and then you get some girl that's like, she doesn't even know you're versus you are. And you're like, yeah, bitch, I have a fucking disease. I have a problem. So it is interesting. I, I understand why you're like, well, should I put it up so that people will understand why maybe something... Because I have a friend with dyslexia, and you see it in his tweets, you see it in his posts, and you're like, but I know he's dyslexic. So it's like, I, I'm not saying they're being like, look at this guy, you know? And, and people online are very judgy about grammar and spelling. I'd put it in. Now I've thought about it. Put it in so that those fucking pieces of shit who correct your your versus you are, even though they know what you're talking about, can feel like pieces of ass, shit, shit ass, shit ass. <laughs> I've heard that if a boy says your name a lot verbally or in text, does that mean he's flirting? I guess. It seems like one of those, like, hookup genie type of things to do. I wouldn't... Yeah, they're flirting. I mean, if guys text you in general that you have no idea why or how, if you didn't... You know, then he's flirting. 
More than likely. Uh, how do I get my boyfriend to wear deodorant? Wasn't an issue until uh, just recently when it started to get warm. Tried joking, tried serious. Now I'm to the point where I'm, I ask him to shower if he smells. He complies ami- amicably. But what the fuck? Just wear deodorant like a normal person. I would buy it for him. Be like, hey, listen, buddy. I can't deal with your fucking funk. And here, I bought you a lifetime supply. You can go on Amazon and get 30 uh, uh 30 native they've sponsored the show get the what uh quick hit question your opinions on breaks and relationships they happen because someone's afraid to end it fully breaks and relationships happen with one person trying to not be the bad guy so like let's take a break and then the other person being afraid they won't find anyone that's that's better uh what do you think about long distance Seems like you don't believe in it too much, but kind of wanted to hear your opinion overall. I've been in one for two and a half years. I know it can't work forever, but is there any way a relationship not good during long distance could be better if both people live closer? Or one or both parties just wanted to see what you thought. Thanks for all your honest advice. I, I believe long distance can happen. Of course, a relationship can happen in any way, but both people have to be on board. Both people have to be over communicative. You have to over plan the trips. You have to over you have to overdo anything, everything. And also you have to live in a reality like where is this going? I I've been in the, you've been in this two and a half years. When do we think we're gonna be moving to the same city? How do we what's the out? Do you see it in the horizon? If one person won't even discuss that, then you're in a fucking losing situation. It's never gonna work out. But just know, when you're long distance, whenever you get together, that's a vacation. That's not a real relationship. You're having vacation sex. You're having vacation conversations. All you're doing is catching up. Relationships are had on the couch when you have nothing to fucking say to each other. And that happens very little when you're long distance. Why do some random guys you've never met window tap 20 pictures in a row when you are clearly in those pics with your boyfriend and a kid? What's the point of that? Just seeing if you're up for it. Just seeing what's up. Yeah, she's got a boyfriend and a kid, but here's, here's the thing about the window tap. And the window tap is liking 30 of your pictures in a row, just like she said. That is a way to flirt without being told no. So that guy can like 10 of your pictures in a row, and you can come to him and be like, hey, what's up, baby? And he can go, oh, what brought you here? And you can start flirting that way. But it never happens the reverse. So there's the reason he does it is because there's no negative to it. You're never going to message him and be like, hey, can you stop liking 10 pictures in a row? Because he can always go, oh, it's just a, I just thought they were good pictures. I, I'm a fan of you and your husband and your kid. And then you would be the crazy one. So this gives him uh, blessed naivete. That's why he does it. There's no loss. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. We're here Monday through Friday. We'll be back next episode. Boom.